Welcome to the Dad Bod Pod. I'm your host, Jamie Schleicher. (laughs) (laughs) That shouldn't have been as funny as it was. That was funny. (laughs) Jamie, anything else you want to add? I'm Matt McNichol. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I'm your try host, Seth Wispelway, putting this together just to burden Zach, honestly, for not showing up tonight. So I've got a topic. We are a week and a day out from our first ever auction draft, realizing that our ostensible commissioner hasn't even solicited the funds that we require to buy in uh, so that Stephen can buy a Roomba. And in the chat bar, I just saw almost 100% votes from 60% of the league that our buy-in should be $100 this year. Discuss. Yeah, man, people did well this year. You know, inflation's really (laughs) showing up. And uh, hyperinflation has taken root here in the Dad Bods League. And we're, um, we're really seeing it blossom here on this chat which um everyone but drew is down for i think right <laughs> thank you thank you elon musk <laughs> yeah i mean hey, we got, done really well this year we got really? stimulus checks we got this child tax care credit why are we not talking why are we not talking like three hundred dollars here tax credit yeah that that's what i'm saying of course, Stephen, you're about to get out of your your ETH investment right now, buddy. It's <laughs> yeah. getting, isn't it creeping creeping real close to your buy-in? It's about where I yeah, it's about where I bought in. It's good. Oh, man. Back up. That's funny. I'm gonna drop that. I mean, whatever whatever we got to do. It's hey. my finished ball Ethereum money. Yeah, man. Let's throw let's throw it in. Let's roll it up and see where it goes in a couple of years. Um, <laughs> hey, thought. Um, Seth, you just inaugurated this this thought for for us to to, to chew on, but um, uh, or Jamie did, I guess. Sorry, that was like I just credited the wrong rival. Well, we we've, we've both claimed the name Jamie on this pod, so oh, that's true. <laughs> I think you're right either way. That's right. Thanks. Zach will edit that out. Thanks, real Jamie at real Jamie. Um, but I am. Um, if anybody is in town next week in charlottesville and would like to come to a physical location um masked or unmasked vaccinated or unvaccinated we can chat through the specifics there but if um anybody would like i'm happy to host um a crew uh at 8 30 on september 8th um to the extent that's of interest but let's chat that up and see if we can get momentum there um as the son of an infectious disease doctor, I'm going to have to ouchie that non-Fauci invite and <laughs> strongly encourage masks at least. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I'm for inclusivity. I think that's wonderful, though. Uh, we've got 10 members this year, so $100 would be 1000 That's just simple math. And I wonder... <laughs> I wonder, though, as we, we were discussing in the pre-pod clutch, is an auction draft, I feel like I'd be scared of doing that in person, just as I'm scared of even Zooming during it, because 
I feel like I need to pay attention to every nomination um, and that doing it in person is a recipe for like throwing people way off their game. I, and I speak as someone who's never done an auction draft. So I throw it to y'all who have, is that fear founded? I think this is something that Sean and I touched on in the last part of there is a psychological component that you need to be training yourself for. And yeah, I think that that could work either way. It could either be an advantage to be in person and have more of that interpersonal interaction or could be your, your biggest weakness and downfall. I agree, man. And you gotta, you kind of get to test your metal, right? I mean, you get to kind of see where your smack talk went in the off season. If you've got that mental fortitude, can you, can you aggressively upbid every Packers player for McNichol? while also strategizing how many backup RBs you need, you know? I mean, that's what's going on in my head. The temptation for Homer is on this strong. What do we think about the leadership of the league here? I'm going to totally make fun of myself here for a second. When I listened to the inaugural pod for this season, and Sean and Jamie, y'all were talking about like, hey, our multi-year commissioner, Travis, is – now a professor and he grew a beard just to pretend to look the part and all this. Mm-hmm. And so he's probably gonna have to step back and you did this real big build up towards like, who's really engaged, who loves the league, who's like so plugged in. And I was like, Oh God, not, you know, I don't know if I have the time. I don't know if I'm going to do it. And I was sitting there listening to it. And then y'all were like, I think we both know. And I was like, I'm, you know, flattered, but I don't know if I could do it. And y'all were like, Zach. And I was like, that makes sense. (laughs) And then I was like, well, let me go take a bite of this humble pie. (laughs) Were your feelings hurt a little bit there? Yes and no. Because as soon as y'all said Zach, I was like, of course. I think what it was more was a prick, a necessary prick of pride because I'm like, yeah, I don't, that makes total sense. And, uh, I needed that. I needed to be kneecapped in that way because I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily going to be down to do it, but I was like, they're talking about me. (laughs) And then I was like, why did I think they were talking about me? Like that makes me the jerk. Uh, because I'd rather be the like league chaplain around the edges, like group me spammer. Uh, I think Zach is absolutely the right pick. Um, so it was just funny that I'm like, yeah. And then Sean, you're like, your arch nemesis didn't even mention you. Didn't even you? mention you. Like you're not, you're an afterthought, bro. How does that feel? I mean, I need some real live commentary on that. No. All I've got, I don't have what it takes to be commissioner. I, I don't mind writing emails, but uh, no, Zach is absolutely the man for the job. Um, How close were we to the triumvirate? Was that an almost happening thing or was that just Travis, I'm exiting, do whatever you want. I don't care if it's one or three or everybody's a commissioner, uh, you know. How close were we to that? Do we know? 
I think we're gonna have to get Travis on here to, to let us know his thought process through it. But it kind of seemed like once Caleb and Zach were in, there's a little bit of uh, remorse, perhaps, about letting go of the baby uh, so quickly. And I got the sense that he, he didn't want fully out. But um, I think that would have been a really complex thing to manage. Um, and I don't think it would have saved anyone any, any time. But I didn't get any sense that they were chatting it up. And I don't think Caleb was even uh, long for that world, right? He was He seemingly had one foot out the door already. So... We might have did, been pissing in the wind. Did um, was this a recent change to Travis's email signature, where it's Travis Piquel, comma PhD, where like if you're looking at it in the Gmail thread, it's like I have an email from Seth, and the next one just says PhD below mm-hmm. it because it's the it's how Gmail's reading that that name tag. Is that a new thing for him? I hadn't noticed that before. I got to get some letters behind my name so i can do something cool like that yeah you do you have like old you know like that's pretty oh oh yeah, yeah og yeah behind uh, my... but it's a serious flex when you get phd man i'd be throwing that around everywhere yeah that's a really big that... deal. Still off. yeah travis we love you you're impressive and smart yeah and you got a great beard and you run in the winter snow and um, apparently you had some streak going. Where are you at there, dog? Throw out. What's he, your, as your of streak? seeing him uh, down in Virginia Beach, he has run at least three miles every day in the year 2021. Is that? Did he steal that from Caleb? Was that Caleb's 2020? I don't know the answer to that. I thought Caleb had something like that, too. He was, like, he was running like 25 miles a week or something like that. Well, he's running, according to the app that you can track him on, he's running like almost 50 miles a week. Which Wait, is... are you M on an app? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, yeah, I just started an app and you and it like recommends watching him or whatever. And so he's he's running like 50 miles until he took this job and then it just like fell off a cliff. But he's still got three three miles a day still got three miles a day yeah good what's the app strava okay so i just started biking and he is running more miles than i am doing on a bicycle which is y'all are making me feel bad it sounds like goodreads it's like oh what are you reading except like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, um dude like Seth, other media, it's helpful and mostly terrible does anyone notice like that Seth is getting slightly closer to the left-hand side of the screen? Like, it's like, he's getting like <laughs> eerily closer by like every 10 minutes. If you can't picture it's... this, picture the frame <laughs> of a zoom screen and Seth <laughs> continuing to descend upon the bottom left-hand corner closer and closer. I don't know what's going on. For, His for table reason, just, just slowly sinking into the ground. <laughs> Like he's confused about right and left, and he's trying to get to the center, but he's <laughs> moving in the wrong direction. For reasons I put in the chat box, I can't find something right now that Listen. I had a second ago. Um, Seth's luscious locks. Can we talk about what Seth looks like right now? He looks like let's visualize the, the human manifestation of Aslan, and it's like if very impressive. He's looked like glorious <laughs> lettuce. I mean, look at that. Somebody take a picture of this. I'm gonna yeah, we got to screenshot this. 
screen grab. I hey, so I have a question um, about the season because uh, this is going to be a micropod. Okay, just so you know, every other <laughs> micropod we've done has gone over an hour. <laughs> just so that we're consistent with our taxonomy. You, you heard it here first. Um, 17-week NFL season, and I'm asking because I sincerely don't know, what does that bode for the fantasy season? Do they add a regular season fantasy season, but that would make it 14 weeks, which means more ties? Or did they add extra playoffs or like what's happening fantasy wise with the NFL going to 17 weeks? Does anyone know? I believe what happens is everything just gets pushed back a week. So if the playoffs started in week 13 last year, it's going to start in week 14 this year and everything stays the same from there on out. So does that mean a wait? Does that mean a 14 week regular season in fantasy? That's that's what it would mean, yeah. And it's a setting in Yahoo that's, um, you know, I don't know. Do we have to vote on these things, or is that just something that Commissioner oh, Robbins does what he does what he damn pleases? Another way, our commissioner's not on top of it with only a week to go. Gosh, man. Yeah, <laughs> I I really see this pod as a as a test here to see what our new commissioner slash podcast editor will actually allow in the form of public dissent mm-hmm. um but i i have not been impressed with our commissioner name so <laughs> what 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 have your guys initial reads been i think it's tough taking it over late in the game travis travis kind of made a pretty late announcement that he wasn't intending to to lead anymore and i don't begrudge him that but um you know anybody who's willing to step into the leadership i i give him props but he does have to he, ha- he has to get it together it's time if you're gonna lead you gotta lead so yeah that's that's pretty gracious of you like the only email we've gotten was a link and i commend getting the draft going but that sort of has to happen why don't we have an avatar yet where's that doodle pole <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm like a, I'm a, the conspiracy theorist here. I'm, I'm curious how Jamie the Kingmaker can just get by throwing people into leadership like that. You know, I mean, it's amazing that they just like it was spoken into existence, and um, no one seemed to question the architect behind the scenes, Jamie. I mean, and I'm talking about real Jamie, not. Not the Jamie that he didn't mention as the potential commissioner. That's amazing. Um, hey, actually, though, real quick. Uh, so Cam Newton's been cut. There were some rumors because he wouldn't get vaccinated. But regardless, this is related to the avatar question. Is Bill Belichick really going to walk a rookie out there? Well, uh, they, cut, they cut Brian Hoyer, too. No way. Oh, they, did they really? They cut Hoyer? Yeah. What? Who's their backup quarterback? Don't, don't even need one. Or oh, matches, they got Johnu Smith, uh, Hunter Henry, and all these other. They got some. They bulked up the receiving Aguilar. right? And so they put all this money into the future. And who did Mac Jones is a rookie from where? Stevens crushing a straight cheese right now. 
Alabama. Ever heard of it? Yeah, I don't pay attention to college football. They're, they're okay at that college is, football. That is an impressive level of not paying attention to college football. <laughs> don't know where Mac Jones plays. I do know Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are close friends. I have to yeah. wonder what kind of secret sauce they have there then. So the if Cam obviously seems like he has chosen not to get vaccinated. And I was texting with someone, well, maybe he'll go to, maybe he ends up at Indianapolis. Then you've got your starting quarterback and your backup quarterback not vaccinated, which would just be an interesting Colts move. Seems like something that they might want to just go for, you know? So it seems like a Colts kind of move. Carson Wentz, right? Yeah. Carson Wentz. Yeah. As a if you're if you've been following the Colts franchise and you I mean what kind of dark age have they just descended upon when Carson Wentz comes into town and is supposed to be leading this franchise somewhere, right? I mean, are yeah. you in better hands with Jacoby Brissett or oh, Carson Wentz right now? I think you're yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. That's a tough call. I'd I'd roll the dice with Wentz over yeah. over Jacoby Brissett. That yeah. seems like a pretty low bar. Um, you know, if you go back a couple years, Carson Wentz had an MVP caliber season. So I don't think Jacoby Brissett has ever reached anywhere close to that type of ceiling. But um, I mean, they've they've had dark days ever since. Andrew Luck just up and retired on him. And that's that's a tough position to go from, you know, this stud quarterback to, okay, now we got to find a guy. And I would not want to be rolling with Wentz if I had other options. But if the other options you're giving me are Jacoby Brissett, yeah, I'll take the reclamation project. Give me Wentz. I mean, we had Phillip Rivers out there throwing shot puts last year, right? It can't be that much worse, but is there like a gravitational pull to some somewhere around like the Great Lakes to just really shitty quarterbacks right now? Right now, you got Andy Dalton in Chicago, you got Jared Goff in Detroit, and now you got our man Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. Is there something going on out there that we should know about? Like, if anyone has information, please get at the real Jamie. I'm going to have to update my Twitter handle. Yeah. Just get at him because we need to figure – we can get the bottom of this. I don't know what's going on out there, but why can't they get a legit quarterback? Is yeah, anyone – oh, go ahead. Yeah, the corpse of Philip Rivers, I think I would take over Wentz or uh, <laughs> Brissett. <laughs> I want to ask, you know, hey, this is sort of – this is a pre-draft pod – but also because I am starting out just to come online. And the only preseason news I really know is comes from hard knocks and Jerry world propaganda, but like do my giants, are we, who's supposed to win the NFC East? I, I should know this. I'll be not the giants every week. No, it is not the giants. I don't even know if you have anybody healthy on your team right now. I'm going to be honest. Is that right? I know Kenny Galladay hurt. Evan Ingram Uh, hurt. Saquon Barkley, probably not going to play the first six weeks of the season. I don't know. That's what you told me earlier today. That's right. Everyone who's thinking about drafting him early, you just heard it. Kadarius Tony, 
I don't think he. I don't think he's practiced right. at all. That's your. Hold that's on. your first round there's, pick. There's somebody named Kadarius Tony. Is that a safety? A cornerback? That is a wide receiver that the New York Football Giants selected in the first round of the NFL draft this season. That sounds Please. like the guy who hangs out like the bar at like a college, like the bar you got to use your fake ID in, like to get in it's, like college. It's like Kadarius Tony's out there in the alley. Like, don't, don't go out there right now. Kadarius is he Tony. hurt? That's yeah, he's hurt. Everybody's hurt. I think Sterling oh. Shepard's still alive. He's he's kicking. He's apparently hey, the longest tenured giant. It's not wild. That I still a, think of him as like he's like a third year pro or something. Um, like two fifths of your offensive line retired in training camp because uh, Joe Judge made him run wind sprints. What? Yeah, is this true? Your team. This is all factually accurate. How do I know more about the Giants than you do? I don't know. This is devastating. Um, What's the best off-season narrative? What is it? What's it been? What's been most exciting? Tim Tebow almost being the fourth-string tight end for the Jaguars. Did you catch uh, that thing about George Kittle kind of throwing shade at Tebow, like not not inviting him to his camp? He like just he like did invite him to his camp and people were asking about it. He's like, yeah, well, you know, like everyone knows, like Tebow's like, you know, not been doing this thing for very long. And we felt bad like giving a spot to anyone, you know, who's actually been a tight end for more than a year. Um, just felt like the the wrong thing, the wrong move to make. And um, I'm curious if that cost him. I'm curious if Kittle, because there's something in the water with him and Robert Tanyan. They're training in the offseason. Together. Yeah, man. I'm just curious. Like, uh, and that was last year when he, you know, before he hit. So whatever Kittle's doing, he must be doing something real good. That's funny. Um, Is- I do have to go in a few. And as the recorder of this pod, uh, I want to throw out this has been fun though. And I miss it. And I wanted to go on the legit pod, but real quick prognostications for this league. I'll just throw this out. A yes or no question is, is someone who's auction draft before going to win this year, or is it going to come down to the usual waiver wire stuff? And then question number two, who do we see in the top three? Because, you know, we've got Professor Trav. We've got people who are threatening not to pay as much attention. You know, like, who's going to come out? Um, and is it going to be someone who's, yeah, paying attention? Or is it going to be Steven? <laughs> Steven, do you want to answer that? I feel the... Like my uh, my strategy has to change this year a little bit, and I don't like it. So uh, I don't know if that means anything for me, but I've I, so I actually used this analogy uh, with someone ar- about vaccines, uh, which is weird a weird analogy to use. But I, I said uh, the analogy was that like I know the by far the least about the NFL of anyone in my fantasy football league. And I've been as successful as anyone in the league. And I've, I've done that by relying upon the experts that exist out there that just feed me free information about it without doing any research. 
uh, I relied upon Yahoo or whatever metric I was using at the time to tell me who to pick uh, and, and who to play based on how many points they're going to score projected point. I don't always rely on that, but like I've, I've have more heavily relied upon people who are paid to research fantasy football than, than the others in the league, I would imagine. Um, and I feel like I have less, less kind of, uh, of my own opinion going into those things. And so my analogy was that like, if you trust the vast majority of doctors that, and what they're coming up with this vaccine thing, you should, you should, uh, you're going to come out on top. So uh, I hope I'm not in- offending anyone with saying that, but, uh, but I, I think this is, this is changing. It makes it a lot harder for someone like me to uh, employ that same strategy with this auction draft, because I have to pay more attention to more things. And it's harder for me to like do the, the quick uh, decision-making over three hours over and over again and know what people are going to be really worth. So I, I feel like I'm going to be challenged by this in a way, and I might 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 show up lacking in a way that I haven't before, where where preparation is is not mattered as much maybe before I think it does this time. So, and I'm not putting in the time, so we'll see what happens. It's the grand experiment. That's a good word because what's funny about that is because I think you're not offending anyone because we've all thanks to Caleb's diligent work, been appropriately humbled over the past several years by the fact that you with your app have essentially denigrated the hours any of us spend on the waiver wire. What's interesting is like you have to prepare for the auction draft that much more so that you don't have to be that active on the waiver wire, which you've not been as much as some of us going forward. So maybe it's just a flip-flop. Um Seth, can I ask you a question? You have been the proof text that uh, chaos reigns and yet also just listen to the stats and then tap out and get a room at the end of the season. (laughs) Hey, Stephen, we got a a caller. Um, Somebody from – actually, it's from Fry's Spring. Someone's calling from Fry's Spring. Wanted to know if you are aware of the Redskins starting quarterback this year. Do you know who that is? Nope. No idea. It's the Washington <laughs> football team. Sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's oh, the well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, know, I actually know this one. It's Zach Ryan edit Fitzpatrick. That it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic. Is it really? That's amazing. Are you Last aware? year's dad bod avatar. <laughs> and Do this have... year's, I hope, but I think I lost that one. Do you know any – can you name a, a player on the Washington football team right now? Uh, probably not. Uh, <laughs> maybe, uh, Morgan Moses might still be on that team. That's like, what is that? That's like, sounds like Dexter Manley. I, yeah, that does sound like yeah. I don't think I can draft him though. So, uh, yeah. UVA. That's, that's very kind. That's been very kind <laughs> to you. Um, Steven, do you know Williams. who the starting quarterback is for the Carolina Panthers this year? Uh, no, I don't think I do. Is that Teddy Bridgewater? I don't know. Nope. Anybody know where Teddy is? Indianapolis? Teddy's in Denver. <laughs> Shit. 
This is fun. This is the same. This is the same baseline knowledge that I've gone into every year with, though. So, don't get too cocky, Sean. Oh, I'm not. That's all I'm saying. You still haven't answered my my question about Carolina. (laughs) I don't. I don't know who their quarterback is. I probably will by the end of the fantasy football season, though. I'll probably know by then. Maybe even by like week six. I'll probably know. Probably be at the top of the leaderboard. No, I mean, I think this year is going to be going to be bad. I've relied heavily upon my draft to carry me through because I don't hit the waiver very hard. And uh, I've gotten lucky probably, but we'll see what we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'll make a prognostication. I think Michael is going to be the new Sumner slash Cody and finish top three. Mm. Um. I think I think the wedding's going to be too much of a distraction for McNichol. I think Jamie and Sean are in the top three-ish. I don't know, man. This is Drew's Drew's year, man. This is Drew's year right now. Yeah, and then I would say also me and Drew are also in the top three. Yeah. (laughs) It's a big top three. That's right. Everyone yes. else is in the everyone else is in the bottom five. I'll just say I just watched Jamie like put on a quite a display at the auction. He was sitting around like Daddy Warbucks at the end, just big dick energy, muscling people around. With it was hilarious and awesome. Um, but I don't know, y'all. Jamie's kind of a wildcat in there. I would be. Um, I'd be pretty fearful of Jamie. He knows what he's doing. And I'm, I got him up high. I got him up at number two. I, I agree with Ben's. I got him at three. And I don't know much about Ben's. I just saw him prep one time for this. And I was like, that guy is ready. That's right. Well, I, Zach, is Zach going to come back this year? Do you think Zach has any, anything left in the tank after last season's heartbreak? That's a good question. I wonder if the pressures of leadership might be too much and he just snaps. On that note, since we've given him a whole podcast that he probably wants to edit half out of or add his own comments, I have to go. Let's do this again sometime, beloved. Um, I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all draft night. Um, I'm going to hold my cards close to my chest. Uh, this is Jamie. Signing out, uh, Jamie. Do you <laughs> want to say? Do you want to say anything to close us out officially? Uh, I mean, just just the catchphrase. But if anybody else has anything they want to want to say before I, I hit that line, now's your time. F- you, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Go following a well. <laughs>